0: Thank you for joining us today at Watkinsville, and this is Pastor Carlos Sibley, pastor here, and I want to take just a moment to thank you for listening to the messages. I hope they're helpful. I hope they're encouraging. I want to tell you also about something new that we're doing as a church, and that is a monthly podcast. We're calling that It's All About Life. It's an attempt for us to say more about what's going on in the life of our church. I hope that you find it helpful to connect you more to the life of Watkinsville. I also want you to know that the sermons that you've been listening to at this location will move to that channel, and you can search that by looking up It's All About Life. Uh, the podcast will be there each month as well as the sermons each week from our services that take place on our church property. So thank you for being a part of what God's doing here, and I hope this continues to be helpful for you in the weeks ahead. Some of you are here uh, for the first time, some of you are here maybe for the first time in a long time. Uh, and I just I want to welcome you to Watkinsville to worship with us and would love to meet you after the services today I usually would hang around here at the front after the service and if you're a guest or been attending here for a while we haven't had a chance to meet I'd love for you to take time to come this way and say hello before you go and then in the Commons there's a a table there right in the middle we have a gift for you as our guest be a place where you could pick up some more information about what's going on in the life of our church and, and uh, be encouraged today that you're starting out this new year in the Lord's house. I want to ask you to think with me for just a moment, maybe a glance back at 2023 and in, those, in that year of 2023, what were the two greatest moments of last year? what were the two greatest moments of last year? And if, if I ask you to write those down or ask you to stand this morning and, and just tell me what those are, some of you would pass out. Uh, that would be one thing that would happen. Uh, some, some of you would be just struggling, and, and, and I, I probably would. I would be saying, wait a minute. Uh, last year, you're talking 12 months, 52 weeks, uh, 365 days over... 8,000 hours and you want to know what the two greatest moments of of the year is? How in the world do you do that? Well, imagine this. Imagine someone who claims to be brilliant, who's identified as a Pharisee, walks up to Jesus and says, out of all the laws, out of all the commandments, out of all the things that the prophets have said, out of everything that has happened over the last 4,000 years, What is the greatest commandment of them all? So many times when Jesus was asked questions by others, do you remember how he would respond most often? He would respond with what? Another question. But on this moment, when he was asked, what is the greatest commandment of all? Jesus responded not with a question, but it seems to be a rapid fire answer and he says to love the lord your god with all your heart mind soul and strength and then he didn't wait for the second question he said what and here's the second he says, i'll tell you out of all that's been said or done or spoken or recorded out of all that has been commanded according to matthew 22 he says and the second is to love others to to love your neighbor as yourself and so he boils it all down and he said basically love God and love others over the next 21 days we're going to pray in response to those commandments we're going to love God By praying that he would show us how to love one another better. Our prayer will be over and over again. Help us love you, Lord, by loving others. Here's the plan. Some of you know it well. Some of you have expressed to me already that your highlight for your year is when we come together and pray over those 21 days, and, and maybe some in the room are, you're excited about this, you're looking forward to this, uh, it's something that you have anticipated, some of you are new, and you, you have no idea what we're talking about, but the, the focus will be for 21 days, specifically this year, to, to pray a different one another from scripture, and we start today. We start today with uh, one another, love one another, and then each day we will have assigned to us an additional uh, one another statement that comes out of the New Testament, like honor one another, or do good to one another, or bear the burdens of one another, forgive one another encourage one another, pray for one another. All of those one another statements that show us and define for us what it means to actually love one another. And a practical piece of that is for us to, uh, to get together and do that. And at 6.15 a.m., Monday through Saturday, I want to ask you to meet me here in the chapel and if we fill up the chapel we'll move to a bigger room but at 6:15 we'll begin and we'll take that assigned one another for the day and take it before the lord and invite him to search our hearts and to search our life and our world and we'll pray about that one another scripture and then at the close of that time we'll pull ourselves together and all pray together and go out into our day, continuing to pray and obeying what God has said to us in that time. And so there's a there's a physical call, I me mean, saying to you, come here on property and corporately let's pray together beginning at 6.15, we'll be done by 7, you can slip away if you need to before that time. I know already that there are many of you that have schedules that involve work or kids or school or some reason, maybe some reason other than you just like to sleep late, but there is a reason that would just would keep you from being able to be here physically. And here's what I want to ask you to do. Still participate. Still participate. If There's a schedule that you've got to keep that this just doesn't work in, in your life. Think about it the night before and think about a way that you can Be in prayer at that 615 time why why because it it would give us a a a way corporately to be doing something together and even though we may not be able to see one another face to face we would know in our hearts our spirits that others all over our community and I believe others uh, around the globe would be joining us joining together and praying corporately in a in a in a very Specific way, and so maybe it has to be as you drive. Maybe it has to be while you're at the gym. Maybe it has to be on your way to class or in some kind of work meeting. But let's take this time daily over these next 21 days. Start in the morning. I, I don't. Um, this message this morning is is not built to try to convince you how important it is to pray I would say to you the same thing that I said to you last year on this Sunday that the problem with prayer is not unanswered prayer it is unoffered prayer and what we want to do is to make sure we get before God who can work in power in our lives and in the world around us and say to him help us Lord love you better by loving others better So, loving one another, that's where we start today. Loving one another is the currency that we must invest in the lives of others to be able to introduce them to the love of God. It's a a currency, if you will. It's what we need in our relationships to be able to trade words and, and have a relationship and to know each other and to be able to see that relationship develop to a point to where others can know and hear about the God that we love. thinking about loving one another, let's open our Bibles to 1 John chapter 3. 1 John chapter 3. I hope if you don't have a Bible with you that you would make a habit of bringing a Bible with you week by week by week. And um, we open them, we study them, it's our, it's our text, it's our book, it's our guide, it's the way we hear from God. And let's look together here in 1 John chapter 3, and I want to begin reading in verse 10 and read through verse 18. By this, it is evident who are the children of God, and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. For this is the message that you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. We should not be like Cain, who was of the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own deeds were evil and his brothers righteous. Do not be surprised, brothers, that the world hates you. We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brothers. Whoever does not love abides in death. Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer and in truth. So how important is loving one another? How important is loving one another? I hope if you listen through those verses it begins to set in on all of our hearts how important it is for us to love one another. I would call your attention first of all to that kind of the last two-thirds of that phrase, love one another, the last two-thirds of that phrase, one another What does that do? It doesn't just say love, period. That is is an action and we could pick a subject. But it says love one another, love the brothers, love one another. What the one another phrase on all of these one another's does is it makes the action personal. It makes the action personal. I don't know about you but I find it far easier to love a group than to love a person uh, we can love our youth group and have some real difficulty loving a sister or a brother in that youth group uh, we can love a family but it'd be very difficult and hard to love a member of that family we can say I love the world I love Georgia, I love Watkinsville, but have a really difficult time loving someone who cuts us off in traffic when we're in a big hurry. Loving one another makes this really personal. And what he's driving at is that a personal relationship with Jesus Christ that knows and celebrates his love for us is also relationship that is carried out in a pers- in personal relationships with individuals with brothers with sisters and so today when we speak of loving one another or any other of these one another's remember the personal nature of each of these i want to give you three three reasons that loving one another is so important and i'll Put it in a phrase like this, truly loving one another is. And then I want to answer that with three statements. Truly loving one another is, number one, the evidence of our salvation. Truly loving one another is the evidence of our salvation. Well, that immediately raises the importance of loving one another. Because the Bible states for us that evidence, the evidence of us actually being children of God or having a relationship with God, being in a saving relationship with God, is the fruit of loving others. That's what convicts us of being a child of God. Look at it again, verse 10. By this it is, in the ESV, the word's right there, evident. By this, it is evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. And verse 10 shows us that what convicts us of being a child of God is our love for brothers. This word evident is a Greek word that means clear. It means manifest. Manifest. It means, when you think of the word manifest, it's like it's what lets us see what is real. It's a word that means conspicuous. If something is inconspicuous, maybe we use that word more often. It, it means it's hard to see. It just doesn't really show up. It's kind of hidden. It's You'll miss it if you don't look close. And what he's saying to us, that for a child of God... What is actually going to be conspicuous, what is actually going to stand out, what is actually going to show, what you actually won't be able to miss about a person who knows Jesus is their love for one another. It's going to show up in your relationships. There's no mistaking it. And so, as we think about loving one another being the evidence of our salvation, consider this question. Can others build a case for you that you love others? It's an important question. We, we need to evaluate our own heart. We need to evaluate our life. But it seems to me that the best case could be built by those who actually experience who we are around them can others build a case for you that you love others let me let me ask your kids today do you do you does your do your parents love you let me ask your parents today do your do your kids love you think about your relationships sometimes you get into a situation and i i get these from time to time on. Uh, A need to fill out some kind of recommendation and probably one a month and somebody says hey I need someone to speak to my character I need someone to give me a recommendation if you needed a character a character witness what do your relationships say about your character it's um, it doesn't happen often praise the Lord Sometimes you'll be in a conversation and you talk to somebody and they say, yeah, I, I, I work at, and they'll name the place. And I say, oh, really? Uh, do you know so-and-so? He goes to church with me. And it's always interesting to watch the response of their face. And when you bring up the fact, hey, I'm in church with them. I, I, I have a, a spiritual uh, connection with this person. And... Uh, You know, you you just, you really don't, the goal there is for somebody not to go, (laughs) really? The goal there is for the character witness to be not surprised, totally not surprised. Work with that guy every day, live next door to that family every week. I'm on a team with that girl. Oh, I see them all the time. Not surprised. You see, loving one another is the evidence of who we are. It is the evidence of our salvation. What what person in your life more than any other has demonstrated love toward you? Now, if we're like most people, and I know there are exceptions, most people would say almost immediately, I know over my lifetime the person that has demonstrated love for me more than anybody else since the day I was born was my mama. My mama. In fact, surveys, one survey I saw said that um, 70% of all people would say the person who has loved them best is their mom. Now, why is that? Because over and over and over and over again, there is evidence that they're loved by that person because of the way they live. So let me ask you today, when you think about the evidence of our salvation being loved, if somebody squeezes you, what comes out? Somebody puts pressure on you. Somebody stresses you. Somebody pains you. Somebody is up against you. When, 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 you're, have you ever had that experience? Of you, do you remember those? I think you can buy them at the Dollar Tree. They're little like ketchup bottles and mustard bottles, and and I love them. They, they got a little cap you pop off, and kind of plastic's red for the ketchup, and you just you just squirt it, and there's ketchup, and it just it's fun when you're a kid. You ever squeezed one of those red ketchup bottles in a restaurant and mustard came out? You're like, what? That is the... not That is not the ketchup bottle. And, and the, when he says here that it is evident who the children of God are, what happens when you're squeezed? What comes out? Does the love... It, is, if Jesus isn't coming out... this isn't too simple for you if Jesus isn't coming out when we're squeezed he may not be in there it's just from the word this is evident who the children of God are who the children of the devil are the evidence of our salvation is our love for one another number two Truly loving one another is the expectation of the Word. That Word, capital W, the, the, the truly loving one another is the expectation of the Word. When you take this book and we open it in Genesis, we close it in Revelation, from page after page, book after book, voice after voice, author after author, the expectation of the Word for children of God, people of God, is that they will love one another. He says, look at verse 11. For this is the, what's the word there? Message. For this is the message that you have heard from the, what? Beginning. This is the message that you have heard from the beginning, the Apostle John, writing this letter of First John, is saying that when you go back to what you know about God, when you go back to what God said in the beginning, when you go forward to what God said in the middle, when you go ahead to what God says in the end, this is the message that we should love one another. This is the message that you have heard from the beginning that we should love one another. Years ago there was a I believe it was a um, cornflakes commercial. Maybe the might be, might be the oldest most common cereal uh, ever made by Kellogg's and the and the the commercial for cornflakes cereal was this. Try it again for the first time try it again for the first time one of the things that happens for us is we 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 hear love one another love one another and we've heard it so many times that we get numb to it and we don't allow it to become something that's used by God in our life to to check us but it's it here we see the importance of of loving one another, but the, 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 the message from the beginning has been that we would be those kind of people. We would love one another. It's the expectation of the word. And he goes all the way back to the beginning and uses an illustration from Genesis in the life of Cain and Abel. He says in verse 12, we should not be like Cain, who was of the evil one and murdered his brother, his brother Abel. Why did he murder him? Because his own deeds were evil and his brothers righteous. He's showing the contrast between hate and love. He's showing the contrast between righteousness and unrighteousness. He's showing the contrast between disobedience and obedience. He's showing the contrast between the way of the world and the way of the word. And the, and, the, and the contrast is this, the world, or Cain, looks at relationships as being something that can result in jealousy, and then hatred, and then murder. And the way of the word is not jealousy, and not hatred, and not murder. It is love And life. When you think about the message, it goes all the way back from the beginning. It's not just a New Testament concept. We pick that up on the fact that it goes to Genesis to contrast how Cain lived. You go to Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 18. It says, love your neighbor as yourself. You come to Jesus in John 13, 34, and he says a new commandment I give you. Love your neighbor as I have loved you. You hear the voice of Paul in Romans 12, 10, where he says, love one another. You hear the voice of Peter in 1 Peter 4, 8, where he says, love one another earnestly. And then here we hear the voice of John saying, love one another. It's the message from the beginning. It's the expectation of the word. But let me say this, even though it's the expectation of the word that we would love one another, don't expect the world to clap for your love. Don't expect the word, don't expect the world to cheer you on in the way you love others. But, though they may not cheer your love for one another, don't expect them to hear the good news unless we love one another. It's the currency that allows us to be able to invest in others' lives, so that they may hear the good news of Jesus Christ. Number three, truly loving one another is the evidence, it's the expectation, and truly loving one another is the expression of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Truly loving one another is the expression of the gospel of Jesus Christ. When we talk today about love, one of the first things that probably comes to our mind is, "What do you exactly mean by love?" Because we know that whether you're in church or out of the church, where you're talking with people who love God or do not love God, there's a lot of people that are talking about just love everybody. And What, what do you mean by that? And sometimes we we can uh, we we are pressed to believe that to love. Everybody means that everybody gets to do what everybody wants to do whenever they want to do it. However they want to do it. That there are no boundaries to that. But when you you, you look at God's word, you see that as a very specific way of describing what love is. Truly loving one another is the expression of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Look at verse 16. By this we know love. By this we know love. What What is love? By this we know love. That he laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. What does it mean? When I keep saying to truly love one another is the evidence. To truly love one another is the expectation. To truly love one another is the expression. What does it mean to truly love and... And, and it, it should clue you that I'm having to qualify love. That there is a true love. And to truly love one another is to biblically love one another. And to biblically love one another means self-sacrifice. It means laying down our life. By this we know love. That he laid down his life for us. There is one picture of true love and it's just to my right in this room it's the cross of Christ that's why we boast in the cross the expression of love that is the true biblical Picture of love is in this message of Jesus Christ, who was born and he was buried and he died and he rose again. The world's love is a love that loves because of what they get, God's love is a love because of what it gives. And one of the ways to know if you're truly loving your brothers is if you're in a relationship to where you're just looking to get something or if you're looking to give something. And he shows us it means giving our life. It's self-sacrifice. It seems to be that in hate and love, In both hate and love, someone dies. In both love and hate, someone dies. In hate, to hate our brother, Jesus said, that is like murdering your brother. Someone else dies. To love our brother is self-sacrifice. That means we die. That means we die to self. And it's this, it, is, it is exactly what Jesus Christ did when he went to the cross. How, how do we define this kind of love? How do we live out that kind of love? How do we self-sacrifice day in and day out? Well, that's what we're going to pray about over these next 21 days. It seems to me that the one another statements that are Uh, Recorded throughout the New Testament, really define for us what it means to sacrificially love other people. I mean, listen to these statements. on On your way out, you'll see these cards. Maybe you got them on the way in. Pick up one of these on your way out, and um, just listen to these statements. Spirit of God, let them register in our heart this morning. We start with love one another. What What is What is that? Listen to these. Honor one another, live in harmony with one another, welcome one another, greet one another, comfort one another, agree with one another, bear the burdens of one another, bear with one another, be kind to one another, forgive one another, submit to one another, admonish one another, encourage one another, do good to one another, exhort one another, confess your sins to one another, pray for one another, show hospitality to one another, serve one another, and finally clothe yourselves with humility toward one another. And I would offer that those 20 statements define for us what it means to sacrificially love one another. Now here's the great temptation of the day. I go back to John chapter 13. You can turn there rapidly. I want to dive in real quick and read right there. Here's here's the temptation for us that we've really got to fight against. In John chapter 13, Jesus is speaking. and He's talking to the disciples in verse 33. John 13 verse 33. Little children... John 13:33 Little children yet a little while I am with you you will seek me and just as I said to the Jews so now I also say to you where I am going you cannot come Verse 34 A new commandment I give you Does that sound does that sound pretty big for the For Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of God, to say a new commandment I give you. That you love one another just as I have loved you. You might say, why is that new? Remember Leviticus said, love one another. But what did Leviticus say? Love one another as you love what? Yourself. Jesus said, here's a new commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. And how would he love them? Self sacrifice. He, he, he said, A new commandment I give to you that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples. If you have love for one another. In verse 36 Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? Do you get that? Jesus said, a new commandment I give you. Love as I love you. Love your brother. Peter said, let's go back to what you were saying before. You're going somewhere. I I want us to talk about that. And Here's the temptation for us. The temptation for us is to skip over loving one another to try to get to something else that I would argue is not as important. Jesus is saying to us this morning, love one another. The first command, love the Lord your God with all your heart. The second command, Love your neighbor. Love one another. I want to ask our band, come back this morning. And as they're coming, it's it's really an all-day, it's an all-day prayer. Father, help me to know how to love others better. Help me to know where I'm missing it. Help me to know how to love you better, Lord, so that I can, by, by loving others better. Been at a couple of weddings this week. I don't know if this is true or not, but for many years, a lot of brides abided by the old Victorian uh, proverb. And on their wedding day, they would wear something old, something new, something borrowed, and something blue. How many brides in the room did that very thing? Look at that. Pretty cool. The brides would wear something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. And it was meant to, uh, in some ways, in a superstitious kind of way, make a difference in their marriage. Today, I want to offer to you this commandment of loving one another as something old, something new, something borrowed, and something true. Something old, all the way back to Cain and Leviticus. Love one another. Something new. Jesus said, a new commandment I give you. Love one another. Something borrowed. We hear it in the voice of Paul. We hear it in the voice of John. We hear it in the voice of Peter. You hear it today. We're borrowing it from the very words of Christ. Love one another. Something true. This is what love is. Christ laid down his life. We ought to lay down our lives for others. And so I'm saying to you today, go away from here and dress yourselves as the bride of Christ.